Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, game week, obviously, and we're excited to have an opportunity to get over to Little Rock and play Western Carolina. Kerwin and Cade Bell uh, do a wonderful job with that team offensively. I think they set records. Always first games are scary because of the unknown. Unknown about the opponent. Unknown this year about our own team. But we're really excited to get over there and play a fine Western Carolina team. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We're going to go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trigger Tuesday, which we'll talk about things bothering us in the world of sports as the show goes on. And uh, also we'll have some Razorback football tickets to give away, a pair of tickets. And as we've been teasing a little bit throughout the show, if you want a chance to win it, just go over and subscribe to the 1037 The Buzz YouTube page. It's as simple as that. Just hit subscribe, and we'll give you some details on how you're going to win those tickets here in just a little bit. But we're all excited about Arkansas football season being back, especially being here at War Memorial Stadium. And they're going to take on the Western Carolina Catamounts, which, you know, there may not be a lot of people that know a whole lot, and I'm one of them, about Western Carolina. But we had a chance to catch up with Coach Kerwin Bell the head coach of Western Carolina, coming off of a 6-5 and five year. They're wishing to improve, but they have a really potent offense and they have an improving defense, and they're looking to come in to beat Arkansas, not just play against them. So let's hear from the head coach himself, Kerwin Bell. All right, so we got Arkansas game week taking on the Western Carolina Catamounts this weekend in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium. And there may not be many Razorback fans that know a whole lot about the Western Carolina football team, but... Who better to talk to and to preview their team as well as this game than the head coach himself, Coach Kerwin Bell of Western Carolina. And Coach, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Hey, doing good. We're um, we're getting ready to go up there and hopefully it won't be too hot, but um, we're going to be ready to go play a good game. Yeah, so I'm just asking as a former player, former great player, and then as a coach now, does this time of year, do you get the feeling of, man, I, I can still go out there and play, I want to still go out there and hit somebody? Like, does it start to hit you around this time of year as a player and also a coach? Nah, you just feel all those aches and pains. That's all you feel. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, man, maybe maybe a couple years ago, but now I've got to the point where I'm like, listen, I thought I could give you one or two plays. I can't give you anything no more. So uh, I'm, I'm just a coach now. But um, I enjoy, I enjoy, like, I thought I, I got into coach, you know, because I got – so old I couldn't play anymore I was 34 I think when I retired from the Canadian Football League and um I got in I I wanted to be a coach and and but man I I realized like it's more than just winning games it's like you think about it to me it's the best job in America because you got a chance to take young men when they're going through probably the most crucial time of their life 18 to 22 they're leaving their families they're having to make big important decisions and we get to be a part of that and help sort of lead them in the right direction so uh coaching has been great for me man i don't i love playing but now i I really enjoy being a coach and and being especially a coach on the college level well heading into this season coaches tell us about your team i know that uh you've been doing some great things with the offense and i know there's definitely always things that as a football team you want to work on and improve on from the season before so just how are you feeling about your team overall heading into this season 
Well, you know, building a program, we've always been good offensively everywhere we've been. You know, I think we've led the nation, the whole nation, uh, two or three times. We've been in the top five, maybe six or seven other times in my 14 years as head coach. So uh, that's always been big for us. And um, we've, we've been close to being great here on offense. We, I thought, you know, last year, I think we were fifth or sixth in the nation in sco- in total offense, but didn't score enough. We um, settled for field goals way too much. So we, we made a concerted effort to be better in the red zone. Our our penalties and our um, our turnover ratio was terrible. I think we were last in our league. And we still finished 6-5. and five. So we got a very talented football team. They were young last year. We're continuing to grow. We've got bigger. Um, but we feel like we're building it the right way. You know, the portal's been good for people in different areas. You know, some people have been great transfer, getting transfers. We've got a few, but what's helped us is go get these young kids in high school that have been dropped because of the portal, right? Because now instead of every school getting 20 high school kids, they're maybe only getting 10, and the other 10 are portal guys. So it's leaving a lot of really talented players, and we're big in South Florida and Florida because of my connections there, and we feel like we've got some very talented kids. Now, what it is, it's made us young, right? We've had to go to young route. We've got a lot of freshmen and sophomores on, on this team. But we feel like if we continue to grow, we've got the skill level now. I think we've changed over 100, 100 out of the 120 players on our roster, our new players, the last two years. So now we've got to just keep developing them and keep keep developing that linkage that you need. I think that DNA sort of, I call it DNA championship, you got to have uh, to win a championship. And I think we're starting to do that. I've seen that the last three games. We won the last three games of the season last year. And so now we started becoming more of a football team that trusts each other, that believe in each other, that want to win for each other. And um, so I feel good. You know, our, our statement this offseason was championship or bust. Um, and I think it's great. I tell our team all the time, man, you realize 18, 19, 20, 21 years ago, you were born to be here. To be here at Western Carolina, do something that nobody else has ever done in the history of this school. And that's to win the Southern Conference Championship. So that, that's our goal. That's what we want to do. I think Arkansas will expose a lot of things that we need to work on, and that's the way we don't look at it. We don't have a lot of – there's no nothing better than live reps and going against a great football team, and that's what we're going to get to do this Saturday. And we're going to – listen, we're not going to run the ball and try to run the clock. We don't go sh- shoot every bullet we got and, and try to be as aggressive as we can be to score points. So um, I tell people all the time, they'll say, Man, did you? I see you. You know, you got to hold on to the ball. I said, shoot, I that clock don't say when it comes to winning or losing. They don't say, oh, you held the ball more than the other teams, so you get to win. No, it's points. So we're trying to score points, and that's what we'll do on Saturday. Coach, you, you mentioned uh, some of the things that I know you've been working on with your team, and you mentioned turnovers and penalties and a lot of things that plagued your team a little bit last season. Uh, you know, if you have offense or defense, it's always like, oh, you can just get uh, better players, or you can you know, change up the scheme a little bit. But when it comes to those mental mistakes just as a coach how do you get your team better to improve on that to make sure that those types of mistakes don't happen at the rate that they happened last year well i think i think a little bit of it is the youthfulness right the being young so young uh, having a young quarterback that played you know true freshman played a lot last year for us um but but listen it's the worst season i've ever had as a coach i've been successful you're successful i think all coaches successful because first of all you are not a high penalized football team and you, your turnover ratio has got to be great. you got to know how to take care of the football and how to create turnovers. And we've always been great in that. We've been, we've been in double digits pluses and double digits every, every year for me. Last year, we were negative in that area. So, yeah, we've got to find a way. And what we've, we just preached it the whole offseason. You're not going to play on this side of the ball on offense if you can't take care of the football. Uh, and so I think with a year, though, more of experience, I think we will do a better job in that area. And um, – one thing, too, what we've done is, you know, defensively, we didn't have, we feel like a lot, a lot of ball hawks back there. I, I want to recruit guys when the ball's in the air. By God, they, they got a chance to come down with it and, and, and change the game. And I think we're starting to create some young kids that play like that. When the ball's in the air, they become offensive players and, and create turnovers. And so I think that's another way to, to, to sort of help that ratio. So I think we're making improvements. Um, but we just got to continue to focus on those areas and make sure we get better because I, I think it's amazing that we went six and five with a young football team that was last in our league in penalties, last in turnovers, last in red zone defense. I mean, if we can just go halfway up the chart on those things, how good can we really be? You know, it just tells you that we have the talent level to get it done, even with not being as disciplined as we need to be. So 
as we grow, we need to make sure we, we have a concerted effort to improve in those areas. Coach, I want to ask you about a particular player because obviously you have a, an offense that can get going in different ways, but Desmond Reed is a player that's pretty fascinating because uh, I know that uh, last year he had close to 1,000 yards rushing and uh, seeing his size and everything too and knowing where he's from, he's got extreme speed. Just w- what can you tell us about him and maybe the season that you're expecting him to t- have to build upon last year's success? Well, Desmond's one of our many guys who had FBS offers, right? And um, what happens is people don't realize. They say, why did these guys get dropped? Well, what happens is they on film, you put on the film, he's an FBS football player. I tell our guy, I tell our guys our day, skill level, they ain't going to be better than us. Because, my God, I don't recruit you if you ain't got FBS skill level. You don't have the skill level. You don't be able to throw as good as them. You don't be able to catch as good as them. You don't be able to run. Now, they're 240, and you're 170. Uh, that's why they're at Arkansas. They've been blessed with a beautiful, great bodies, right? And big, big athletic guys. That's why they're in SEC. So now we got to overcome that with our heart and our grit. When you're playing a bigger guy, that's what it's going to take for us to even compete to to be able to do that. So, but he's one of those guys. He got dropped. I think does you know the college coaches get down there and didn't see him in person, and he's five seven hundred and seventy pounds, and so they drop him even though on film he's an FBS player. I've had Miami coaches. I've been well-connected in South Florida, and they've told me he's been the best back come through there in 10 years. They're talking about guys that went to Clemson and get Florida State. I mean, he's that. T- they thought he's that talented. The high school coaches did. And I, that's, who, I, I, that's my conviction when I recruit. I, I'm going to get football players that can flat-out play. Explosive. I don't care if they look like misfit toys. You know, they're 5'7", seven, whatever. They don't – if they can flat-out play – we're not playing the game of basketball. We're playing football, right? So I don't need a guy 5, you know, 6'3". So he's he's 4'3". He's dynamic. He had a high ankle sprain, still ran for close to 900 yards. So we think he's got a chance to be special. And, um, you know, we, he's a ball of muscle. He, he One thing, you know, people say, well, how do you get these little guys to perform? Well, first of all, you don't get a little guy if he's scared. Right, they can't play at this level. But if you find a guy who's a tough customer and that's physical when he plays the game of football, and he's small, now he got to get banged up a little bit. But them guys can be successful at this level, and I think Desmond's a big, big proof of that. He's a he tries to run through. I don't care what size you are, he's gonna try to run through you and finish runs at the end of runs. And so he's a he's a really good football player. Speaking with Coach Kerwin Bell, the head coach of the Western Carolina Catamounts here on the show. So, Coach, just looking at Arkansas, you mentioned that, hey, you're going to go in there with the mentality that you're going to win, you're going to do the things that you need to do to win. But what do you make of the Razorback football team this season? There's a lot of new faces in the coaching staff and new faces on a lot of parts of the team, but still K.J. Jefferson, still Rocket Sanders, still some of these guys that were on a team that had success last season. Just what do you make of the Razorbacks and uh, the type of team that you expect to see on Saturday? Well, I think they've done a great job up front on defense, uh, bringing in some defensive linemen that's added a lot of depth for them. And I know in that SEC, man, you gotta you better be good up front, right? And so I think they've done a really good job of making improvements there, getting depth. Uh, you're gonna have to have that to to win in that in that conference throughout the season. Uh, and then listen, if you've got a quarterback like KJ, uh, man, he is talented, big, athletic, can do everything. Uh, and you got a kid like Rocket. You know, Rocket, Wayne Younger is the head coach for Rocket down in Florida. So I'd known – I remember back when Rocket was coming out and, and Wayne was so upset because some of the Florida schools weren't really high on him, you know. And um, and I know Wayne was sort of upset. like, this guy's going to be special. And sure enough, he's, you know, he's the best in the SEC. And he's 240 pounds. So key for us, you know, they are so good in, with those two guys, maybe t- best two combo in the in the country. Uh, Arkansas should look, you know, with the new D line and and now with the special quarterback, you got a chance, man. I believe you got to have that combination. You got to have a guy that can go win games for you at the quarterback position, and you have that. So this is going to be a, a good football team, I think, throughout the whole season, and and even in the SEC, as tough as it is, I think they're going to have a, a really good year. I'm curious when you brought up that thing about Rocket. Do you have any idea of maybe why the Florida schools weren't too high on? Because he was a four-star player coming out of high school. It seemed like he had you know good size and speed yeah. and everything. So so why would they not be too high on Rocket or at least recruiting him heavily? You know I, I can't remember exactly what people were telling. Yeah, you know, I think he played him at receiver some too, maybe in high school. Right. So they didn't see all the running ability. Um, and he wasn't as big now as he is, or back then. Uh, but man, he's turned himself into. a the best in the SEC. I mean, you run 1,400 yards in that conference, 
you can flat out play. So uh, that's going to be a big key for us. You know, we've got – that's been a big point for us is to be a better tackling football team. And it's going to be a challenge to get those two guys on the ground. So, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to do that and, and limit them. You know, they're going to get yards. They don't move the football. But just don't make it easy on them, right? Make it tough. Get them on the ground. Make them earn those those touchdowns or field goals and, and give us a chance to stay in the game. If we can do that, I'll, I'll be very pleased with the outcome. So, Coach, also something that was at least a point of notice for all the Razorback fans was the time change of the game itself. Uh, some Razorback fans were not too thrilled about it because now their tailgating's got to start a little bit earlier. But, hey, it's not about the fans, it's about the safety of the fans itself. But as far as your involvement and when you found out, what was the process of that like and what do you make of the time change going from 3 p.m. kickoff to a noon kickoff? Well, I think, it, you know, they uh, the only – my D, uh, director of football operations, DFO, came to me on Saturday and said it could be a possibility. They would know on Monday um, for sure. Did I have any problem with it? Um, you know, I said on my end I was fine. Um, I, I, you know, I think it's – I think it's – you wonder, you say, well, 12 o'clock, shouldn't that be the hottest? You always think 12 o'clock is hot. But I understand, you know, 3 o'clock is probably the hottest part. And then you also have the morning to – you know, your warm-ups won't be quite as bad as far as warming up and getting ready. And So hopefully it will help our players. But – for us, just to get back earlier, too. You know, listen, we that's the one thing I hate about this this season for us is our schedule. Uh, man, I've never – we've always played, you know, started our conference games third or fourth week. Most conferences do, right? You get all the non-conferences out of the way. But we wind up playing – got to come back here. So we got to get back here early, get our guys in the training room, get them healthy, get them to go 100 miles an hour in the next week against Sanford, who let, beat our – or won our conference last year. So we got them at home. But that's this next two weeks will be crucial for us to get off to a good start. So, to me, getting back as early as I could was good with us, and and um, you know, so that's I think it's still play out good for us as far as getting ready for that second game. So, as a coach, when you bring bring up times, I guess in traveling, is it is it better, or do you prefer it to be an earlier morning or you know, 11 a.m. noon game type of earlier in the day type deal when you're on the road just to to get back early? Is that just a constant thing that you if you had your choice, all your road games, all your travel games, always earlier <laughs> in the day? Yeah, I think I don't. You know, I don't know about eleven o'clock. Somebody was saying earlier <laughs> when they because your team's got to get up so early. And and um, but I like you know I think twelve one two to me is the perfect time because you got up, you get your pregame meal, you get in a good routine that morning, uh, and then you can also play the game and then get back you know at a at a decent hour. So um, to me, I think this this will work out good for our football team for what we got to face the next week. I think it'll be good for us. Coach, I know you just got a few minutes left with you. So I'm curious, you, you were a former player, great player in the SEC at Florida, and you've been a coach for a long time now. You've played professionally. You know, you've been around football pretty much your entire life. And one of the biggest things is just how much college football is changing uh, overall. It seemed like not even just, oh, well, over 10 to 15 years. We're talking about in a year and a half, two years. It seems like the entire game has changed. Just what are your thoughts on the major changes of college football, whether it's NIL, transfer portal, things of that nature, and also – the future of college football, because there's a lot of uncertainty that people look around and it's like, we don't know what this is even going to look like here in the next year or two. Yeah, it's totally, it has changed a lot. And you better adapt as a head coach or you're not going to survive, I can tell you that. And one, and what I mean by that, I, you know, my first 12 years, 11 years, I was the OC also as being the head coach and never thought I'd turn that, that responsibility over to anybody because I love, you know, creating great offenses. And that was a big thing for me. Um, but luckily my son played for me and man, he started calling the game in 18 when we went to the national championship, led the whole entire nation, 52 points a game, went undefeated, won the division two national championship at Valdosta state. And, um, so ever since then I've sort of gave him total control and it's really worked out at the perfect time because listen, nowadays, head coaches better be head coaches. Uh, it's hard. It's hard now to me. I know Lane Kiffin, some of them guys have talked about this, to be sort of the offensive coordinator and the head coach now, it's hard because in the offseason, what happens if you're the coordinator and you're running that offense, you're in there doing self-scouting. You're in there working on new stuff for the spring and for next year and looking at the opponents. And So you're in, the, you're in these meeting rooms all day and you're not spending time with your players. By God, now you better be out there with your players. I, so it, what it's done to me is made me a, a really just a head coach. And that's what I think you've got to do because – 
you got to be when they're out there lifting. You better be over there watching them lift. You better they better know that you care about them, that you're building a relationship with them, because they can leave now because of this portal. And so we've got to make sure it's no no more of the days where when they hear they're here for four years. You know you ain't got to worry about it. now. You've got to make sure they understand that you you're there to make them the best football player you can be. If that's all season workouts, whatever you're there watching and you're there involved in their life and so i feel like that's got to be a big change for a lot of coaches or you're not going to be successful you don't have a lot of guys leaving so i think that's been big for us is i've turned everything over to my son and my office line coach i really believe in him uh jeremy darvo who coached me at valdez state we won the national championship as far as the run game so it's really freed me up to be a true head football coach Coach Rice, before I let you get out of here, I heard that you have never been to the state of Arkansas before, or at least uh, not really any connections, which is a pretty wild thing considering I know that Florida, when you played there, Arkansas was not in the SEC just yet, so you didn't have a chance to play them. So my question for you is is that if you've never been to Arkansas or played against Arkansas or anything, when you think of Arkansas, what do you think of first? Is it a particular team or a football team or a player? Is it you know Walmart? <laughs> is it Johnny Cash? Like, like what is it when you hear the state of Arkansas, what's kind of the thing you first think about or think of? Oh, um, shoot. What's the, and I know now you say, well, why do you think about him? You don't even remember his name. What's the big quarterback that played receiver with the Jaguars? Oh, Matt Jones. Matt Jones. That's probably, you know, Matt Jones is a guy I always, I like to watch him. I thought he's a fabulous athlete, could do a lot of great things. So, yeah, I was, I was sort of intrigued watching Matt Jones, and I know he came from Arkansas. And, and uh, you know, yeah, but Walmart, you know, yeah, you would think of that. Um, Clintons, right? The Clintons, yeah. President Clinton. Um, yeah. But no, it's it's uh, it's funny because yeah, I've been to almost every state, but for some reason I've never made it to Arkansas. Little Rock played with a guy. Um, oh my goodness, we were on the play ball American team together. He played at Oklahoma tight end. I think he was from Little Rock. Oh, uh, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. We were yeah. we were come out and we spent a lot of time that weekend at the play ball American thing for my senior. We were both seniors. And I knew he was from Little Rock. He used to talk about Little Rock all the time. So that's um, that's probably my only knowledge about that that place. Yeah. So. Well, you made hey, you made Razorback fans happy remembering Matt Jones. He's a he's yeah. a legend here in the state. Not many uh, quarterbacks that could be six six, two hundred forty pounds, run a four three yeah. and yeah. and run like he did. It's almost like ahead of his time a little bit. Uh, yeah. Before you know, the spread offenses go, but coach, well, first, I just really appreciate you joining us. I know it's been a busy week, but it's exciting to have football back, and I know you're excited about the game against Arkansas on Saturday. Good luck to your team, not only this Saturday, but the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully we're able to catch up with you at some other time. But good luck to your team, Coach, and appreciate right. you joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Again, that was Coach Kerwin Bell of Western Carolina joining us here on Out of Bounds and really appreciate him making time for it. We'll have some reactions to some of the stuff he said as well as continue on with Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds on the other side of the break. So stay with us. Arkansas football is now just four days away from kicking off their season against Western Carolina at War Memorial Stadium. Coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media yesterday and talked about some of their goals for the season. I'm going to play our best ball. Uh, you know, there's some things that are concerning. That's how we we played against Missouri State last year, obviously Liberty. That's a concern. Uh, we've talked a lot about we're not playing opponents. We're trying to play our best ball. Goal-wise, if we could do that, I think uh, wins and losses will take care of itself because I do think we have a talented team. And in FIBA World Cup news, Austin Reeves had 15 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists in just 17 minutes in USA's 109-81 victory over Greece. He joins LeBron James as the only USA players to have a stat line of 15-5-5 in a FIBA game. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Trey Reed from the Wild Side on 103.7 The Buzz, inviting you to join Mark Hedrick and me Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Brought to you by West Rock Landing at Lake Maumelle, Edwards Food Giant, all about tire and brake, battery outfitters, and Trader Bills Outdoors, Hot Springs, and Little Rock locations. It's the Wild Side, Tuesday at 7 p.m., only on 103.7 The Buzz. 
This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Summer's coming to an end soon, and so will the great summer auto loan special from Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Hurry to take advantage of rates as low as 2.49%, 84 months financing and no payments for 90 days. Apply online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. August is here, and so is the start of spooky season. Stores are packed with Halloween decor, candy, and costumes. And car dealerships are flaunting interest rates that would scare Freddy Krueger. It's not that way at Guadney Buick GMC, next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Guadney's offering rates as low as 0.9%. This year, say no to candy corn, circus peanuts, licorice, and four-cylinder full-size trucks. Guadney Buick GMC's trucks have too many features, too much power, and twice the cylinders. Why go buy a full-size truck with a four-cylinder when you can get the 5.3-liter V8 with an additional $32.50 off at Guadney Buick GMC? Buying a car doesn't have to be scary, and shopping at Guadney never is. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Guatney for Buick, Guatney for GMC, Guatney for Life. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. For more than a century, our Kansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Christy Pettit in Mamel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England. Roger Scott is warming up those vocal cords to bring you the Razorback Song of the Week on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Dr. Jimmy Tucker at Ortho, Arkansas and 103.7 The Buzz. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said... I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. On 103.7 The Buzz. Yeah. And you say, Shot City. Shot City. Shot City. I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now and then? Yeah. Do you think about me now and then? Cause I'm coming home. Tricky Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in. Appreciate Coach Kerwin Bell joining us in the previous segment, too. And a guy that uh, knows his football and is looking to have some success there at Western Carolina. Has been in the game for a while, not only as a college player, but a professional player and also a college football coach in general. And so really cool to catch up with him and just hear a little bit of his background and his story. And how funny is it that he's, one, never been to the state of Arkansas. Like, as a coach who's played in or coached in different places, as a player, played in different states, you know, played up in Canada, whatever it is, just being all over the place, for him to say that he's never been to the state of Arkansas and the first thing that he brings up when he thinks of the state of Arkansas happens to be Matt Jones. I thought that was a kind of a, a cool thing. Of you know, It wasn't anything new or recent. It was... The guy who played 20 years ago in Matt Jones. That's the first player he thought of. It's telling how good Matt Jones was and what people think of him. Yeah, and he, being a Florida grad, 
Uh, I'm sure that there was times where he maybe saw Arkansas and Florida play each other, and Matt Jones played Florida, I think, twice in his career, two or three times. So may have happened from there. But, yeah, just a really cool little moment from that, and also the connection with Keith Jackson, too. So, uh, But it's going to be exciting, and I uh, wish the Western Carolina team Best of luck going the rest of the way. Just hopefully not too much luck there on Saturday. But uh, it is a Trigger Tuesday, and we'll have some things to get into. But uh, let's go to Savage and Cabot first. What's up, Savage? What's up, fellas? You doing all right? Doing, doing good. great, man. Hey, you know, John, you know, as far as Little Rock game, I've always heard, you know, it's a recruiting. You can't get, you know, you can't have recruits come to this ball game. And it seems real simple with all the money and changing the rules every day. Why can't that rule be changed? Well, you know, I don't know if it's if it's a rule or if it's if you just don't want to do necessarily visits because you're not on campus and it's like you want visits to be happening on campus and to be paid for. I'm sure that there's some sort of rule in the NCAA that has a purpose behind it of why you can't do that. But I, I don't know. Like I don't know what would keep it from being changed if that is a rule. My guess would probably be as most college football teams and coaches aren't in the situation where Arkansas is in where it doesn't need to be changed. Like There's no urgency to change it because they don't have that issue. The rule is there because of the neutral site games at the beginning of the season, and you don't want it to get out of hand where certain schools are scheduling these games at, let's say, AT&T Stadium or uh, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, and then they're luring recruits there to say, this is where we're going to play at times, and if you want to be a part of this. So it, it they want to limit it to on campus. And that's I know, but that's, it seems it kind of trivial, though. I mean, with the NIL, and you can't say that they're not recruiting guys with money because it's happening every every day. So that just seems like a pretty basic thing that you could, I don't not overlook it, but change it to where it just doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Savage, that's to that's me, not to say that it shouldn't or couldn't be changed. It's just the reasoning as to why it mm-hmm. is stated the way I it is. You. And isn't I think it, there's you can have unofficial visitors at neutral sites yeah, like if they pay that. their own way and everything yeah. yeah but you just yeah in an official capacity you just can't do it that way right and John I know you went to the U of A I mean do you honestly think that there's there's not uh, a back and forth between Fayetteville and Little Rock or you think it's more Little Rock people that just with them taking the games away you think it's more of us Little Rock people that have a problem with Fayetteville or you think it's the other way around you don't have Fayetteville Rose Cup well. Well, I mean, let me uh, <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this, Savage. Do you want the uh, my honest answer, or do you want the uh, the politically correct answer? I want you to lie to me. No, give me <laughs> give me what you think. My honest answer, and this is just my opinion, growing up in Northwest Arkansas, I can't speak for everybody, um, but right. there there was never any sort of feeling of animosity or like rivalry or division or anything like that about Central Arkansas whatsoever. Um, the only time that I ever actually learned more about it was when I was a student at the U of A and all my closest friends are all from Little Rock. I went to Catholic and grew up here and uh, still friends with them to this day. And I, in fact, they live here in Little Rock, the majority of them. And when I was talking to them and hearing how they would refer to Fayetteville, refer to Northwest Arkansas, that was the first time I ever really got an indication that there was any sort of issue. So I didn't see it growing up. I didn't have any issue with it. Um, you right. know, obviously having games in Little Rock versus Fayetteville, people are going to have their own opinions on that. I always wanted them in Fayetteville just because that's where I lived and I wanted to go to the games. But as far as any sort of division or anything like that, I never got the sense of it. I never saw it. Uh, and it was really only heard about it when I was around some of the people here in Little Rock. So. I got you. Well, I appreciate you lying to me, John. You're welcome. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, Savage. Thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it's, again, it's been a long time thing, and, you know, I know that since it is Trigger Tuesday, people talking about things that are bothering them, it's, you know, it, it is what it is, and you just, you know, if you're a Razorback fan, you'll be at the games regardless. It doesn't matter where it's at, but, uh, right. yeah. It matters to some. No. There, there are some people who don't go to Fayetteville games. Yeah. And so, this is their one opportunity, whether it comes one year or there's a year in between, this is when they go to games, and they, they will only go to the Little Rock game. So there's a certain number of people out there that do that, and if the games are taken out of Little Rock, you don't know if that will change things for them where they do decide to go to a game or two a season in Fayetteville. But for now, that's kind of how they do and what they are comfortable with. It's a, it's a deal where you know if you want to go to the game, whether it's in Fayetteville or in Arlington or, or whatever, so if you want to go to the game, you'll find a way to go to the game. You just will. 
And I think in this day and age, especially with uh, you know I forty nine getting built and uh, you know I forty and, and the connections, it makes it a little bit easier. And I know that uh, gain you know people talk about hey it's expensive to travel. And you know you're right. I mean it's, it is, but it's not unique to just the state of Arkansas. It's just, it's how it is in every uh, state with college major college football or just professional teams or whatever. It's if you want to go see them, that's what you got to do. So. Uh, you know, but that's what the unique situation that Little Rock always or Arkansas always found themselves in of having those games for so long be split down the middle, and in some cases, even more Little Rock games being happening each and every year. It's almost been just like a slow bleed out to where uh, it makes me wonder when all this stuff started happening if they would have just cut it off right there immediately, would it even be a conversation? But the slow and surely bleed out that they've had it, I think, has only made things worse. Where it's like, hey, if you're going to do this, just do it, but. It's almost like we're going to take out just a little... It's like, you know, if you have a branch or some sort, you're just taking out a leaf every single time. Just, <laughs> it's like, no, just cut the branch off and go if you're going to do it. It would have been a conversation regardless, but it's that people, at the time they came to the agree- the agreement, they may not have realized that the ultimate goal was at one time move everything to Fayetteville, and so they didn't realize that, and then it took them some time to realize it a bit later that that's the direction it's headed in. That's when you get people that are so angry about it at that point once they say that, well, oh, wow, they've been telling me one thing the entire time with something else in mind. Once they realize it, then that's where they really get angry about it. Yeah, it's got some politics behind it. But here's the thing, too, on top of it. They still have basketball games in in central Arkansas, and then they've done baseball games in central Arkansas. So it's not like just cutting off every sort of connection to – Fayetteville and the University of Arkansas to the central Arkansas part of the state. That may be more upsetting to people because they're like, if they're still doing it in these other sports, what makes football different? Why can't they still give at least one in football? Because yeah. of the money. Oh, yeah. That's I, all it I is. Mean, that's what it's all based on, mm-hmm. but that's what will uh, we'll, we'll get them going also, just thinking about if they can do it in every other sport, they should be able to do it for football. And we're talking about one game. Yep. Uh, let's go to Ryan in Hot Springs. What's up, Ryan? Hey, you know, y'all were talking about that a little bit. Uh, he was talking about the kind of Fayetteville versus Little Rock and kind of people's perspectives on it. You know, for as long as I can remember, uh, it's always been kind of people have been kind of had their nose up in the air about being, you know, in Fayetteville. You know, I, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly uh, when it happened. I just remember being. I was probably a teenager, maybe a little younger than that. But there was a guy on KRK. We had lost the game in Little Rock. And he was kind of, he had, I, I didn't hear the initial quote, I just heard his apology. He had to apologize for his, what he said about Little Rock. So that kind of showed me even then, um, and I, I'm almost 35 to kind of give you not, uh, a point of reference. Um, but really the only time I have an issue with Little Rock or with, with the Fayetteville crowd is when they, they want to talk crap about when Little Rock did, uh, fell out when they're not selling out games either. Like take, for example, when we played UAPB, that was the weekend of the state fair. You're you're playing a, a non non meaningful game. Yes, it's an in state team, and I'm glad they did that. That that should have been done a long time ago. But when you got games like that, and you get the state fair, where do you think they're going? They're going to the state fair, and they did a decent job of selling out or getting a crowd there. But it, obviously, it wasn't where it should have been. But there was a bunch of uh, Fayetteville people that were just I mean just hammering the Little Rock people for not you know for a non meaningful game when you had the state fair there. So I, I, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, I, I've stated before how I feel about the uh, the War Memorial game. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this. I don't think it should be every year. But I do think if we get out of the Dallas game, I don't think uh, the years that we have more home games, having one, uh, one, one game in Little Rock is not going to hurt anything. But, again, I don't think it should be every year, not even maybe every two years or even maybe once a, every four years. But that, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I do I do think the majority of the games should be played in Fayetteville. I do, I do believe that. But that's my thoughts. I hope you'll have a great day, and uh, thank you for uh, letting me ramble. <laughs> all right. Hey, that's what Trigger Tuesday is all about, Ryan. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, we have some more phone calls and text messages we got, but we also have a Razor Hog update presented by True Service. And remember, folks, subscribe to the 103.7 The Buzz YouTube page if you want a chance to win a pair of tickets to this upcoming game between Arkansas and Western Carolina. We'll give you details on that. But stay with us here on Out of Bounds. 
Hey, it's Joey and Ryan here at Red River Dodge. You know, we're known for amazing deals, but this month it's going to be much better. Have you ever wanted to buy a Jeep Gladiator? Well, now's the time. Employee pricing rebates, 1.9% financing, and much more on select models. Ram, $1,500 up to $13,000 off on select units. So for all your new Ram Dodge Chrysler Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Huber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. And don't forget a Red River. We deliver. God bless. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewski's. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday at Brewski's. This is a pigskin preacher bringing you the word. In his novel, A Farewell to Arms, Ernest Hemingway writes, The world breaks everyone, and afterward many are strong at the broken places. These words came to mind recently as I drove past some of the devastation from the recent tornado in Little Rock. On the side of a damaged building, someone had hung a sign reading, We can do hard things. What a great sentiment. Life is not easy, but we can rise above the destruction to do great things and live to fight another day. Don't give up, my friends. Don't ever give up. Double B's is there for you in 34 locations around Arkansas. If you're near Clinton or Cabot, come on in for some Baskin-Robbins ice cream or one of those amazing chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwiches. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L01 Series is part of the tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. They feature powerful Kubota diesel engines and easy operation. The durable Kubota L01 Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Work smarter, not harder with River Valley Tractor. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. 21 Days of Beauty. 21 Days with daily beauty steals of up to 50% off. 21 Days of Slay. 21 Days of Yay. 21 Days of Are You Kidding Me Right Now? Beauty's biggest event is on now till September 16th at Ulta Beauty. Discover irresistible deals on must-have brands like It Cosmetics and Fenty Beauty by Rihanna. Plus, new launches from Pat McGrath Labs. Shop in-store, online, or pick up today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Conditions apply. Hosting a barbecue is a breeze, but managing my frequent heartburn, that was a lot more work. I would chew up to 10 antacids in one day. Now I take just one Prilosec OTC, and my heartburn is blocked for a full 24 hours. Just one Prilosec OTC a day gives me one-and-done heartburn relief, so I can go back for seconds on my world-famous burgers. Prilosec OTC. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. The new lotto game from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is creating new traditions for our players, like Margaret from Conway. I always play 2004, 20, and 4. That's Mr. Biscuit's adoption year. When we win, I'm going to give him the life he always dreamed of. Isn't that right, Mr. Biscuit? Your numbers, your game. Play Lotto every Wednesday and Saturday for your chance to match six and get rich. Only two bucks per play. Call or text 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bowl eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have me old cold beer. <laughs> And that's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do so you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank B-Y-L-B, you, Kobe, baby. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon, having some fun here on the show. I know I didn't really necessarily want to go this way, but a lot of discussions about uh, Arkansas's game against Western Carolina this weekend. And as a reminder to everybody for the Buzz Tailgate to, to come on by, and it's going to start up at 8 o'clock. Uh, it's 8 a.m., just for making sure everyone's aware. 8 a.m. And going to go right up until the start of the game at kickoff at noon. So it's going to be a fun time, and there's going to be plenty of people out there tailgating and bouncing around. And You know, I almost feel like when we were discussing tailgating, Joe, to me, tailgating is kind of like a boat. You don't necessarily want to have your own tailgate. You just want to know people who have tailgates. I feel like that might be the move for a lot of people, you know? Like, that's not to say you can't bring some stuff. You know, hey, bring, bring a thing of cookies or, you know, some chips. You know, you can con- contribute, but... As far as the setup, the early morning, the tents, the the hauling, yeah, let somebody else do it, and you'll just show up for the party. I think there are people that enjoy that part of it. Plenty of people that enjoy that part. Now, the good thing is that you make the rounds. People are sharing and they're giving because mm-hmm. they do have so much, and you are able to benefit from that. But as far as the setup, I don't think anybody's really like, oh, man, I'm dreading going through this. They enjoy doing it. Now, they want the full experience, and that's why you have people that – are upset about the kickoff times because if they do put that amount of work and effort into it early, they want to be able to enjoy that for a long time throughout the day, as you know, as opposed to shutting it down early and then uh, not being able to spend as much time. Yeah, because tailgating is fun no matter what, and you know you can make it as fun as you want to, but there's no question that tailgating for a 6 p.m. or a late game is, in my opinion, at least a lot more fun and easier to do. Than uh, you know, having to wake up early and then you know have a little bit of a tailgate, maybe a breakfast, and then go and watch the game. You can still come back out, but it's just I don't know. It's not the same than the buildup, you know. Especially if you like lost and it was terrible. It's like ah, ain't a bad <laughs> like, you know, one wants to go out back out there and tailgate. But. Talk to the Chiefs and Bills fans in the NFL. They have it down to a science, and they've yes. been doing it for years. Where they get out there around the same time, six, seven a.m., and they have noon kickoffs now for the Bills. Is 1 p.m., but for the Chiefs, is is noon. And so they have it down, and they make it work. And the Bills Mafia doing the uh, jumping off stuff and landing on uh, foldable tables. Still don't really know where that happened, but it's still one of my favorite traditions in all of NFL. I respect it. It's cool. Yeah, it's unique. doesn't have anything to do with Bills or Buffalo or football at all, but, hey, something that's cool that they went viral for, and hopefully that continues on. Uh, i got a few people on the phone line, so let's try to work through some of these. Uh, Ricky's gone, so how about David and Little Rock? What's up, David? Hey, guys. Uh, I was on this stadium debate. <laughs> Wasn't the reason behind taking the games out of Little Rock because uh, they can no longer do official visits there? Uh, I, I don't know if they ever were allowed to do official visits. I know they had visits, but, I mean... Well, well the... In- the NCAA ruled that they couldn't do that. That's why oh, okay. Alabama yeah, quit. That's why Alabama quit playing at two different places. Yeah, I think Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss used to play at Jackson, Mississippi. Sometimes it, they did. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there might be something really to that for sure. Yeah, it can only it can only be on your home campuses. You can only have the official visits on your home campus. So, you know that was the that was the big deal as to why uh, they were talking about taking game away. Which I can understand that if they lose the recruiting visit. Yeah. Well, I think like me and Joe said, and know that, uh, and I agree. You know, all this stuff about you know, reasons or people being upset or you know trying to divide it where it's Northwest Arkansas versus Central Arkansas. Like, throw all of that out the window because it simply comes down to one thing and one thing only. At the end of the day, it's money. Like that. That's all it is. It's, it's about what can make more money and what can save money. And just because of the facts of the matter, it's like you get to keep all the money, you make all the money when having games in Fayetteville, and you have to spend more money and take more time and all that and playing games in literal. That's all it comes down to for anybody is just money. Uh, you know, like I said, you're talking about, you know, oh, well, you know, the games here, or the recruiting and all that, that's part of it, but the main thing is just money. That's what it is. 
Okay. Well, I just, I just was wondering. I hadn't heard anyone mention that. I knew that. I knew that that had to be one of the reasons why. That uh, is a great point, no, yeah. David. And if Arkansas would have jumped on board when Ole Miss and Bama when they did it, it would have made a lot more sense to people at the time. Right. Yeah. Because but they went ahead and kept games in Little Rock just for the atmosphere. But you know, it, the other two schools, you know, they all had to quit doing it just for the recruiting visits, and I understand that. And, so. and that's what makes people upset also, David, because they feel like the atmosphere is still there. So if you were happy with the atmosphere at the time, what's changed? Why aren't you happy with it now? It's just because you can't bring recruits in and pay for it. That's why. Yeah, but it, if they would have cut it off at the time when the other schools yeah, did exactly. it, everybody would have been understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but since they let it go on just a little bit more, like, it's not going to happen anymore. So. Yeah, it's kind of like David. But anyway, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, and appreciate your phone call and everything. It kind of reminds me almost of, uh, like, like a breakup. You know, where it's like, how would you feel if you were with somebody for a long time, and as time went on, just slowly and surely things started changing. You start not seeing them as much. It happens and, every day. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's, that's, maybe, that's a part of life. <laughs> people could probably relate to it, but it's like slowly and surely it just kept going out, and then at the after five years of just. Really getting off, and you're like, hey, what's going on here? And they'll just be like, I know I don't love you anymore, and I haven't for five years, so I'm ending it. Would you rather have that, or five years ago just be told, I don't love you anymore, and I'm out? Like, It depends on the circumstance yeah. of what's going on in that relationship leading up to it during that five years. Depends on the dual income that was being brought in, too. And yeah, yeah, there's a lot of factors. Yeah, but I think most people, though, as, as was mentioned, just that the slow bleeding is... But been uh, what's made it even worse over time. But hey, listen, you got the game on Saturday. That's what needs to be the focus. I know we've had some really good discussions, and a lot of people who've been texting in and calling in great points, great comments from all sides. It's all been great. But at the end of the day, they're going to play the game on Saturday. The Razorbacks are going to run out there, and if you're a Razorback fan, you're going to you're going to watch it. You're going to listen to it. You're going to see it. You're going to be out there. You're going to be tailgating, and all the rest of the stuff isn't going to matter. You make it as fun as you want it to be. And it's going to be fun. Just make it fun. Enjoy for what it is right now, If especially if you feel like inevitably they're going to take it away at some point. Enjoy it for what it is and reflect on the memories that have been there. But it's there for now. It's there this year, mm-hmm. next year, and 25. Yes, just give it the honor that it deserves and enjoy yourselves. Don't, don't let the Johnny Raincloud come around and put a damper on your parade and on your tailgate. Have some fun. That's what it's about. That's what football season is about. It's here. Don't be arguing about stuff that's trivial. Have fun with Razorback football and football in general because it is here. Uh, quick moving first two hours. we got another hour coming up. we still got to get to Trigger Tuesday. We want to hear from you, 501-661-1037. We'll have your Razor Hog update, get some more clips from Sam Pittman, get to see what he has to say, and we keep this moving in the third hour of Out of Bounds, so you better stay with us on the other side of the break. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank.